welcome to episode 80 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Summers, back from a week off. And James and Jake did admirably. Back from Wisconsin. Even though, and I can say that even though I may or may not have listened to the episode. Not even our own hosts listen to the episodes he's not on. How do we expect you people to? I'll listen to it, I just... Didn't have time on the 10-hour car ride back and forth from Wisconsin. Don't give me that BS. Just making excuses. There's, you should know there's, well, actually, no, that was your first trip through the UP. There's not a lot of uh, data service. You don't need service. You, you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud, and it'll immediately be uploaded to your phone. That's I how technology works. I don't have works. an iPhone, Jake. I'm telling all our listeners. I'm not worried about you. <laughs> if our listeners subscribe on iTunes, they'll get every episode of the Get Around posted right to their phone, and you get a notification. I get one every week with our little logo. It says, new episode of the Get Around is here. Well, awesome. I, yeah, I listen to it when I edit it, but sounds like everybody had a pretty good week last week. You guys, James got a little sunburn. He's the second. Of the trio to get burnt. Jake, I'm waiting for you to come in here looking like a tomato. I put it on five times when we were golfing yesterday. Nobody listened to me. I looked the same as I did when I went. Nice. Yeah, you guys golfed the spruce at the GT Resort. Didn't do well. I guess I beat everybody by a stroke, but... Every, not a good stroke. No, not everybody. everybody Brennan, just the, Brennan, Brennan was in the count. 90s. Brennan doesn't count. <clears throat> and from what I heard, you guys used a lot of mulligans. No, not really. <laughs> not really. No, more first than hole. one. More well, than yeah, one. Yeah, w- what's a lot? Because generally you only allowed one. Yeah. First hole, we got a mulligan. That's it. That's the only mulligan. I think so. That's, the, not, what, that's very, not what JP very, told Harrison. On the very JP, last hole. JP told Harrison that you guys were using so many mulligans, people stopped taking count. <laughs> Maybe it's him and Eli did. I don't Maybe. Know. Who knows? I don't that know. Was the, the last that was hole. Some. On the last hole, because there was a group that was slow in front of us, or... Uh, we were a group that was behind us. I was going to say slow in front us. of us. We were the ones Sorry. in front of you, and we got up five holes ahead. Shut the fuck up. Let me talk. <laughs> On the last hole, because there was nobody behind us, we each took like two or three shots because it was the last hole, and it was a par three, and we were just like, what the hell? You didn't actually expect to golf well the first time out, did yeah. you? Yeah. I didn't expect to. I, my goal was to shoot under 120, and I shot a 121. So it was just one of those, like, where could I make up a couple shots, which was literally A, a lot everywhere. of places. Yeah. The sand, especially. See, I think I dropped five in the water. My goal to go out and golf is never like to shoot under anything because then you're just going to be nothing but unhappy the rest of the day. It's oh. always to go out, maybe have a couple of beers with some friends, and not break a club. I, I like that one, <laughs> not breaking a club. You just bought like six new ones, so you have room to break. I do have how did the way gu- too many. How did the gut putter turn out? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know if it really shaved a lot of strokes off. Obviously, for my score, it didn't. But I, but I, I kind of liked it. I got the, the hang of it by the end. Yeah, probably. I probably don't be Nancy in putts anymore. No, not not as much. But I tend to uh, kind of overshoot the hole now a little bit. <laughs> the thing is pretty heavy. He's got a 43-inch gut putter that goes up to his chest. 41. 41. Yeah. Those aren't allowed on tour anymore, right? Yeah, no, nope. they are. No, they're not. No, no, I don't think they are. I think they're I illegal that they, now. They may allow them on the senior tour. Okay, I feel like I've seen them on TV this year. But I don't think they allow them on the regular tour. I'm not positive I mean, you of either you, of those statements. You probably don't have to worry about that too much anyway. I don't think I do. No, not at all. <laughs> Didn't get on the golf course. Did a little walleye fishing and... Uh, some some cow poop herding. Well, I, it looked I, like. I looked at some cows. I looked at some cows. Looks like you're just dodging poop while you're driving through the fields. Yeah, you don't need to dodge. No, just run it over, fling it all up on that ATV. Yep. Clean off the that's back what, of your head later. That's what the wheel wells are for, man. <laughs> oh. was, was Harper on her little mini ATV behind you, and you were just like, nah! No, she was riding up, riding on front okay. uh, with me. Yeah. That's Grandpa the, doesn't have a mini ATV. No. He does have a mini bike that he said is for her, but he hasn't gotten it running yet. Yeah, you got and it. she's got a little time. Yeah, she'll enjoy it. Those were always the most fun. I didn't see any Game of Thrones yet, but I did see Endgame, so that was good. Did that while we were home. And uh, saw a good concert. So And Garth Brooks. Yeah. What did you think of U.S. Bank? You're right. It's just kind of eh. It's underwhelming. Yeah. It looks a lot cooler. Like, the, the only thing that I said was, oh, that's kind of cool, is how they made the sail of the boat, like, the, the big screen oh, outside okay. the stadium. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, I like the look of it on the outside yeah. just because of all the glass. Yeah. But that's literally... Just about that's it. All, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else in there that is 
even like intriguing. The only thing I told you I saw was the whatever five hundred and twenty high school football helmets that they have posted I up on. The, I didn't see that. It's on like the fourth floor. You can't even find it. And I don't, I don't know how bad it was when you were there, but it was a cluster. Oh, you can't F move to get out. Y- yeah, you can't move. Like the the, the, the so concourse there wasn't is wide seriously enough. Seriously, a design yeah. flaw in exiting this stadium. Yeah. Big time, like, like trying to get up actually, and down the escalators or anything like yeah, that. If there was, was actually an emergency that people had to get out, yeah. everyone would die. <laughs> Maybe not everybody, but a good solid majority. Yes. Yeah. Trampling deaths would. Yeah. Be of, of the high amount. Yeah, but they. Uh, it was. It was. It was underwhelming. Yeah. Which I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's the Vikings, so. <laughs> Jay, I heard. I heard a good joke while I was home. Why doesn't Iowa have a professional football team? Because then Minnesota would want one, too. <laughs> God, the Midwest. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, if we're going back to me golfing, I promise I won't have that bad of a round the rest of the year. So well, you two better don't, watch out. Don't put that out there, Jake. You, you two better watch now out. Because ne- now next time you go, you're going to shoot like 130. No way. God, I don't think I've ever shot 130, honestly. I don't even. That's like literally... He's Max. totally penciling himself that's in for double, a that is by doing this. Double par on every hole. I can't wait till it happens. <laughs> no way. Get real. Oh. That's the day I step off the golf course for good. Yeah. The day I start getting too serious about golf is the day I stop playing golf. Yeah. I, I, need, I need to be good enough to beat my friends I, while know, still having fun. I, I mean, I, th- I don't think I get too serious about it, and I still get too serious about it. Oh, yeah. Like by it only took me like about four holes on Sunday to like almost have a meltdown. Like oh yeah. Because the first hole I I I just bogeyed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I got my hopes up. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And then like eight, eight, seven. Yeah. When like I that. When and then think? I was just like, I was about ready to start throwing clubs, and then, oof. then after that it started getting better. On the back nine, I found a ball, and it said somebody had written Jake on it. It and I started, hit, I started hitting that ball pretty well because oh. I could pound Jake. <laughs> the, yeah, probably put all that anger and hatred into the, into the swing. The only golfing friend of mine that I ever even think about beating is Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even, because there's not anybody else I can beat pretty much. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it doesn't even, and that, that's not a consistent thing either. He, he's, he's beating me too. So. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's more of a... Uh, I have to be better so I don't get as frustrated when I play. Because it's just like, I know, it's like, it's just like the, on 18 when I drove yesterday, it was a solid, like, 250 drive dead down the pipe. And it was the best, like, it's the best drive I had all day, and we drove 14 times. And it's like, obviously I can do this. It just doesn't happen all the time. So that's what frustrates me. It's like, I know what I'm capable of. I've seen the flashes of greatness. I've, I've, oh boy. I, I ripped off. I, I, man, I hit my three iron yesterday like 260 on the green. It I better was beautiful. go get my, uh, it was beautiful. But, uh, shit kickers back on. Yeah. No, but they, it's uh, deep in here. <laughs> Deeper than that pasture. I'm ready, gonna, I'm, I'm ready for the pro tour. Michigan <laughs> men's open. Get ready. What was your best shot? My best shot? My best shot was probably. Was that I think it was fifteen, coming down the hill. Uh, there's there was a it's a par four. There's the water in front of it, and then they had the the hole on the skinny part of the right hand green. I drove dead straight towards that fairway bunker that is over the hill, landed right in front of it, at about two thirty two forty, and I pulled out a six iron, and I molly whopped a six iron over the water. I tapped it on the green and uh, left it about three feet off the back. I mean that was. I and was there. Six putted. I I I got a, I got a seven. <laughs> so five. I don't think I more than three putted all day. It wasn't even that. Nice. No, I actually chipped on that hole. I actually tried to chip on, and it was a down. I chipped it, and it literally rolled all the way down off the other side of the green. So then I had to chip up, and I had to chip twice to get back on there. My my best shot was uh, it was on the back nine. I can't remember which hole it is, but uh, my drive uh, sliced to the right and landed in a in a bunker. Sounds nice. That's that's on the on the right side of the fairway. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go for it. And I hit a three-wood out of the bunker. And it ripped? <laughs> and I just ripped it and uh, put myself actually just to the left of the, of the green. Like, I, I had, like, about a 20-foot chip to get back on the green, and then I two-putted for a bogey. James is, I wonder why James breaks clubs. 
He's using a three-wood in, three in the sand trap. No wonder your, your club heads are going to come off. Is that legal? <laughs> it is legal. Uh, it's legal, but probably not advised for with your clubs. I have about three different three-woods, though. So. Need, okay, we need to start following PGA rules. You can only have 12 clubs in your bag at all times. Mm-hmm. We're not following PGA all, rules. All you have to do is, is bring two don't, bags, Don't James. play by Harrison's rules. <laughs> yeah, whatever he makes up. <laughs> No, Harrison wants is a stickler for the rules in golf. Uh, I'm just like, dude, I want to have fun, not be confined by rules. I, I gave I gave Harrison some really good, like, maniacal laughs when he screwed up yesterday. It was just fun. Like, I remember once he was like, oh, yeah, I put it off. He got really lucky because he hit uh, he hit a pretty good shot, but it, like, with the, it hit the tree in front of the waters and bounced back out a little bit into the rough. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to the left-hand side of the green. There's a... There's a bunker here. I'm not going to try and go there. I'm like, you ain't going to make it in either. And he was like, okay. And then he literally hit it and shanked it back into the same tree. Came <laughs> back out. And then he hit it again and went into the sand bunker. And he literally just launched his sand wedge across the, the, the green. And I was like, oh, my God. The belly laugh was incredible. Well, the fact that, well, you guys at least have gotten out on the golf course means that, you know, we can really start thinking about summer being uh, here fairly soon. Yesterday was so beautiful. Which is going to lead us... To the pulse, we're gonna discuss the well unlikely scenario, the uh, just the idea behind extending the MHSAA spring sports season since it is so wildly condensed, um, and you know what maybe that means if you've got uh, sports playing beyond graduation and the dismissal of students for the summer and that kind of thing. We've got an interview with Traverse City United lacrosse uh, trio of Danny Chang. And AJ Provost, those two from Traverse City Central, and Trey Zelinsky from Traverse City West. Of course, TC United, hence the name, combining Central and West high schools uh, for that varsity sport. Uh, Jake and James sat down with those three. We've got another athlete of the week. Uh, this one coming courtesy of a, a former area athlete from Sutton's Bay. We'll host our latest class uh, to be nominated for the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And then we'll finish with the trifecta, the best coulda, woulda, shouldas in sports. Inspired by the Kentucky Derby. Correct. Finish. Maximum security getting disqualified on a technicality. After apparently having thought they'd won for a about solid a half, half hour. hour. Yeah. That's I mean, rough. Not, that, that, not even just them. Think about, that's what I said before, think about the betters, all the people who spend money. I don't ever think about the betters. They're the morons uh-huh. who... Well, that all the money. That, well, that's all. There's, there's one thing. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for betters. Hold on, I'm not no, but I mean, I feel sorry for betters who, who went through. I mean, that's that's even worse. I don't know. I, I don't feel sorry. For I don't them. feel. I don't feel bad for the people who think they won the derby. Man, they just won two million dollars, or then they then they obviously didn't get it. But like, imagine like getting paid out on maximum security, and then it's all gone. I mean, the people who bet sixty five to one on. Uh, What's his name? Colonial House or whatever? Country House. Country House. Colonial House. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colonial Country House. But uh, think about whoever bet 65 to 1 odds on Country House. They were happy. They were really happy. They were. That's some big money. Very lucky. But yeah, everybody doesn't think the best horse won. So it happens. That's, best, we can, it, best team doesn't always win either. I was going to say, we can almost use that as an overarching metaphor. Was maximum, maximum Security the favorite? Yeah. And he won by like a length and a half. A pretty solid margin for the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Well, I know their, their owner, yeah. or jockey or whatever, is again challenging that. I guess Ruling we'll see. Ruling to try to get it overturned again. Well, before we jump into the Pulse guys, because we're... Referencing the Kentucky Derby, real quick. This thing, I, I think it was Sports Center or something who shared it, but it, the, you know, they've always got these things. How to come up with your, you know, name for whatever, uh, and you use like street signs or whatever. This one I felt like was a little better because it left open an extremely large number of possibilities of what your Kentucky Derby horse name could be. So real quick, color of your shirt plus the last word you texted plus the model of your car. What's your, what's your horse name? I guess I gotta find out what I last texted. I think it was what's Trey Zelinsky's name. <laughs> to be named. Well, see, so, right. So then it would be the blue. last word is name. Uh, so it'd be blue name Malibu. Blue name Malibu or plaid plaid name Malibu. I think it would just be plaid Malibu as its name. 
We'll just take name out of there. Just call it Plaid Malibu. That's not how this works, Jake. Well, I just can't. The name can't. You're not going to put name in a name. You know what I mean? Like, what's the name of this horse? Name. Yeah, that's the name of the horse. What's the name of the name? What's your horse name, James? Mine would be Blue Out Malibu. Blue Out Malibu? Your shirt's blue? That's kind of like a dark blue. That looks like a gray to me. I thought it was black. It's like a dark blue. All right. I'm seeing gray with hints of green. All right. Yeah, did I say mine would be Blue Line Cruise? No, you yeah, were wearing a red shirt, so. A r- red Line Cruise. <laughs> red Line Cruise. <laughs> I th- well, I think I did this before I changed my shirt, so I was I was going with what I had uh, already done this as. But, yeah. but Red Line Red Line Cruise, that actually sounds like a, a horse name. Like, or you're just getting on, like, a subway train in Chicago <laughs> on the Red Line. All right, let's put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world and get into the pulse. And uh, as I said... Uh, you know, just the idea of extending the spring sports season. I mean, I'm not playing like these kids are or these coaches are coaching, but it just it does feel a bit uh, ridiculous to, I mean, be playing doubleheaders. So you're talking, if you, I mean, if they're not inning shortened games, you're talking four or five hours of games every other day, every week for three months. And so just sort of the idea of, you know, perhaps extending that spring season into July so that you wouldn't have such a ridiculous amount uh, crammed of in. contests on the schedule crammed in yeah, uh, they, like, yeah, they, like we've seen. I mean, we, we were talking about it off the air a little bit before that if they keep playing at this pace, we're probably not going to have room in the paper for all the games that they're playing. Yeah, it would be nice if they could do if they had to do that for three months, but they don't. They get they only get to do it for like a month and a half, and yeah, that's like the seven, reason why. Seven it's and so, a half weeks for some sports. I think some of them cut a little yeah. bit earlier. <clears throat> and right. that's the reason why it's so just so condensed. You know, I wanted to put an an adjective in front of condensed, but I can't because it's you know family friendly podcast. But <laughs> I think we've already blown through that. Uh... But, but like I, the the one thing with me is. I feel like it's a bit different because of our geographical location. Uh, you know, spring sports technically do start the first week of March. You know, uh, like with tryouts and everything like that. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't count it starting until the winter sports are over, which is the last weekend in March. So well, there's already spring contests going on by then. Not many. Not many, but there are. Um, I'm gonna say April. <clears throat> April to June is the spring season. But I mean, we're still yeah. and and most of the time you lose almost all of April. Yeah, that, yeah, but I mean, we're talking once again. I'm saying that that does have to do with our geographical location, losing all of April and then having it even more condensed. But I mean, what, the one big thing for me is I I just don't think it's a good idea because then there is no break for everybody. Um, towards the end of the year, uh, you know, say you say you even if you just went to July first. Uh, just before 4th of July, which I'm sure most places would not go over a 4th of July weekend. Um, you have to think about, once again, club sports, AAU, all the stuff that goes on over the summers. Are, that, that's already going to overlap even more and make them just as busy, if not busier. Plus, that month of July, really, for all MHSAA sports, is a dead period. And that's when kids actually have a chance to step away from it, get a rest, work on their bodies. I know there's still going to be kids doing their stuff, but I feel like... The kids need that break. There's three sport athletes. If somebody's doing that 52 weeks out of the year, it's just not healthy. I understand that it is a bit more compressed in the, in the springtime. Uh, but, what, I mean, I feel like that does have to do, once again, with, you know, weather availability. And then you can't really keep kids around too long after they graduate or too long after school's over. You, can't, you just can't expect for that to happen because sports are a big commitment, but school's really what, you know, keeps people, especially during the, the vacation-y times and stuff, around. Well, so why, I mean, why have to play so many games then? Like, I, I get that. Those are all valid concerns. I mean, why does every softball and baseball game have to be a doubleheader? Why not just play one game? Well, then you would only have 15 games on the season, and it doesn't, it doesn't do you, you too you much. You could get more than 15 games. You're, I mean, if you're going to drive somebody on a bus an hour and a half for a baseball game you might as well try to get to in. I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to remember, you know, I wasn't thinking about these things when I was playing baseball, but you in Wisconsin sports are not played on Wednesdays or Saturdays ever. Okay. And we still played 20 plus games. And but that's not 30 games. 
Why, I don't know. Which is the standard for baseball and is softball that, now. Is that just for baseball or is that for all sports? All no, sports. All no year, Wednesday, no all Saturday? Year, all year round, So yeah. they have no Saturday football games? Correct. But, and, or Sunday? Right. Or Sunday? No. It will, so three days no, out of the never week. Never. Well, but there's none on here. Here. Well, I know, but I mean, I just wanted to. It's only four days a week. I Except mean, for this weekend. I Except mean, for the it, golf tournament this weekend. I mean, yeah. but that's. I no, mean, if you ask me, that that's more ridiculous to ask. No, I like. I like it because then if you want to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, then you don't. Then you're really just piling stuff on through the week. There's no time for practice. There's no time for nothing. Well, we play two doubleheaders a week, and that's it. That's what most teams up here do, is two doubleheaders like a week. Way, it seems like way more than that. And then a tournament on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But right. that that's all that's all by choice on the Saturday things. I mean, MHSAA-wise, I mean, that's what you, in reality, these teams only have to play, what, 24 games, which constitutes their league season at most. Like, that's, like, the what they have to get in in order to, you know, have the amount of games. But, I mean, I don't think... I don't think extending the season into the summer would solve the problem of them still trying to get so many games in at a time. If anything, all it does is just extend out the playoffs or give give them more time. I don't think that they'll be they would ever be able to take the condensedness and spread it out over a time frame that would actually. Well, work if you were for only gonna, if you were only going to take it to July one, yeah, that wouldn't help much anyway because the season still goes to what but June twenty like first, June sixteenth, or yeah, something. I think twenty first is the last is the baseball finals this year. Yeah, so yeah, a week isn't going to do you much good. It would have to be a little longer. Than yeah, July and I mean, 1. and football practice starts what July seventeenth is when they start doing August. Oh yeah, or no, that's like pads is when they start. No, is no, August, no. right? Fo- no, fall sports don't start before August. Okay, well, either way, au- whatever. August four, you're in fall sports. Yeah, it gives you what two weeks, which is how long you have in between every other sport. But I feel like you need a break. I mean, do you guys think that that's necessary? I mean, personally, I I. I what my one of my injuries in high school was due to overuse and no extended time off. You know, it was just doing doing stuff all the time for ten straight months. Seems like mo- you know most everybody does that anyway. Like you said, a you know it's not like they're taking the summer off. They're playing AAU or whatever. So depends. So I mean, once again, I think, with the I think, whole that, it come, and I think that it just comes down to if you're gonna. Uh, but that's also going to play. A big give role. preference to playing your <clears throat> high school season, or give preference to playing club sports, which is always a tough thing for any kid because getting put in that situation always stinks. So here's a stat that'll probably blow both your minds: Iowa high school stuff. Their baseball season, their championship games for baseball, are on August third. That's August. Do they go to school twelve months out of the year too? I don't know. I'm just saying that's when that's when their state baseball tournament is. It starts July 26th and ends August 3rd. When did their do you know when their spring season started? Apparently too late. Yeah, we'll have to look. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that 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 that's just no. ridiculous. If you play in the state final on on August 3rd, you graduate on two August, months ago. Well, on August 8th, you're showing up for the first day of football practice. Yeah, or. You're you get a, a week off. School, or you're a high school kid who graduated and is supposed to be going to college in a week. <laughs> yeah, you don't think you might need a little bit of time off there? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't think, I don't think there's, to me, I don't think that athletes, coaches and parents maybe a little bit more because it's so all over the place, but I don't think athletes mind having things crunched together all the time. A lot of times kids get into grooves, uh, you know, in the spring sports season, most people are just happy to get outside. You know, these first couple of weeks, it's like, hey, that man, even if it's cold outside, they're outside doing it, and they get, you know what I'm saying, they'll get a chance, even thinking about warmer weather, uh, get some active, get some out there. I don't think it's that big of an issue from, I guess, from the athlete's standpoint would be my thing. Yeah, I, get, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it either if I was an athlete. I wouldn't want to be going into, into July or anything. No. Like, give me my summer. Yeah, and that... And, Baseball is a spring sport. We'll take care of it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I don't see the only benefit I see of it is that it's just not as hectic. Because I mean, all these teams, there's still rules in effect that you can only play so many games in a week. You can only play so many innings. You can only play, you know throw so many pitches. You can only have you know so many what I, there, there's rules in place for this, and none of these te- teams can go over them. So I mean, there's obviously a I guess we'd say an acceptable or an allowable limit. 
I, w- I wouldn't say that we should be pushing that limit to the brink all the time just to, s- to fit everything in. But, I mean, coaches and athletic directors seem... I, I guess I'd just like to see a few less games where you were not every single thing was a doubleheader because then you wouldn't run into the pitching issues that you run into right now because you'd have one less game that you... Well, that's a fair. The pitching somebody. thing is a fairly new, a fairly new deal. That only came around two years ago with the pitch count for baseball, at least. Right. Uh, so I, that that's a little bit, you know, what I'm saying a little bit harder to deal with. But that's all part of your strategy. I mean, you know, your, your yeah, schedule's I, set. You know what's going on. You know who. You're not, of course, things happen where you can, you know got to throw somebody in relief or something like that. But you know, you got three double headers this week. You know, you can only throw but, somebody but Monday I, Saturday. But I guess I look at it more from the smaller school perspective on that where. It's unrealistic to think that you're going to have even three good pitchers. Yeah. It's un, you know, and so all of a sudden, mm-hmm. if you're playing, you know, seven games in a week, and you got to come up with whatever twelve innings, how or many something. how many people to pitch? You know, they're not only forced to max out how many pitches they can throw because they need to stretch guys, but then you're also throwing people who you know have no business being on the mound or in the circle or what have you. So, Yeah. On the other hand, if you only played one game, though, you we run into the, into the thing during the regular season where you'd be able to use your number one guy every game. Well, I w- I'm not saying you'd get rid of doubleheaders. I'm just saying yeah. you wouldn't always play a doubleheader. But right. The, 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 one nine-inning games, I think, once in a while would be, I think, a nice change-up for the players. But yeah, but... No pun intended. Once again... <laughs> That, that that's that's a completely different game than what they play. A nine inning game is completely different from a strategy standpoint than a seven inning game, especially in high school with kids who can only throw hundred and five pitches. I wouldn't ch- I wouldn't change it to the nine but innings. I just do one seven yeah, inning game. It's, yeah, one seven inning game. But once again, anybody in their right mind is going to look and say, "We got to kill two birds with one stones because or with one stones with one stone because they have to play two games for a league season." Like. It, for for a league in those sports, you have to play two games. It's not just a one-and-done type of thing. So that's just making them play more days but less games per day. You know, it would be Monday through Friday they have a game. They never practice, but they just don't do double double headers or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like that's that's part of the economical and efficiency standpoint, that it has to be double headers. Even if – I mean, think about how many games we get canceled due to darkness – we were just talking about, you know, I was at that uh, Boyne City-St. Francis game last week. It went to eight innings in the first game, and then they only got to the top of the fourth in the second game. But, I mean, of course they didn't want to do it because it's never, you know, it's never preferred. But they just suspended that game, and basically if it's needed to decide the league, they will resume in the top of the fourth. And if not, St. Francis is up 2-1 to one right now. They'll get the win added to their column if it's not necessary to play. But there's obviously ways around that to say, I, I don't think one game, especially when it gets a little bit deeper into the summer, I don't think one game even would be good enough to tell who's a better team. Because once again, if you do run into a pitching problem where it is yeah, not your number one but guy. But you have home and away. And then you could just alternate each season where one of those matchups is a doubleheader, one is a single game, and then you alternate who gets the one game at home each year. That sounds pretty logistically terrible. Why? Than, well, yeah, but your, your saying, argument saying, of, I, of killing two birds with one stone, you could apply it to everything then and be like, oh, well, the basketball team's making a trip. They should play two basketball games. That. I mean, <laughs> there's it's kind of heavy there, 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 there's, yeah, no, there's, no, the same league. there's no stopping point to that argument. It's like, oh, well, we should play, yeah, we should play two bas- guess, basketball I mean, games. Oh. I yeah, know. I mean, I don't know. That's uh, that's different. I I don't know. I guess like or heck, why not? We should really just get our bang for our buck and play three games. Teams do it. I start them at start them at ten a.m. Triple header. Yeah, it happens. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I the double header thing is because of how compressed the season is. But I also think the season starts what you say March twentieth. We'll cut it off. I mean, still to June twentieth. That's still three months. I mean, yeah, but it's not because really you're never going to play anything I, before I April twentieth. I well, I I get that, I get that, but you have but you have to say it's still what you're going to extend that sports season into five months long while the other two or three months. I mean, yeah. football runs from August to August to end I mean, of I'm October. Not, I'm not for or against, but I mean, just the way it is in spring, it's just, it's too compressed. 
but I bet at the same hand, I don't know that I would want to. If I'm a it. kid, I wouldn't want the game just to be going into June, or late June or July or anything. Yeah. Either. So I, I just don't know. I don't know that there's a, a great solution for it. Um, you know, because you're just. With Michigan weather, you're very rarely going to get anything in before the very end of April. So you're looking at a regular season that is only barely over a month. Yeah. Because your playoffs are all in June, in you know early June. So I think the expectation then to play thirty games is just silly. Just be mm-hmm. be content to play a twenty game season. I mean that's three three games a week times two. Plus six weeks, that's thirty six games. So six weeks is plenty to play thirty games if you do double headers. That's that's what I'm saying is. It's technically plenty of time. You can play three games a week, and or you know three sets a week. Uh, or you can schedule three matches a week with the double headers counting as them. That's the most that somebody could do in a week. Get six games or whatever. So I'm, I'm on the back end of it. It's much more logistically messy than on the front end of it, of the of the sports season. You know, them being able to say, "Oh, here's stuff in March, everybody get ready," and then saying, "Oh, no, y'all need to stay until July," or in Iowa's case, August. I, that's just too much to ask from anybody. Yeah, yeah. that's just ridiculous. Their their championship games are on the third. Their semifinal games are on the first and second. That's that's awful. Like we will be in f- we will be in like full full sports mode by then, like full on. Yeah. We we will looking forward to football season. Yeah, like we'll be at football camps mm-hmm. basically uh, right then, and they'd still be playing baseball. But I, I can't imagine who in Iowa came up with that idea. I don't know. Let us <laughs> hey, but everybody, let us know what you think. Maybe we can uh, change the world here. Yeah, does the spring sports season drive you crazy? If so, leave us a gif. We really want to see your gifs. Sometimes it drives us crazy. <laughs> a little bit. It's just because it's crazy. just so much. It's, a lot. it's so much. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say half of the, more than half, half of the newspaper in general last week was prep sports. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, and because there's so much of it, we can't go out and cover things in person nearly That's as much as we can. In the fall and the mm-hmm. winter, yeah. I mean, we're just confined to the to the desk because it's just logistically a nightmare for us as well. All right, well, leave us a gif with how the spring sports season makes you feel. If you're a parent, a player, an official, whatever the case may be, let a us coach. know, and uh, let us know if you maybe you have a solution that we haven't discussed here because. Lord knows we don't come up with all. I the was gonna ideas. say we probably didn't come up with any <laughs> solutions. There It was more or less just like I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's all bad ideas. Yeah, it's just all bad. Just yeah, cancel spring sports. I guess that's the only way around this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the three guys we had in studio would have something to say about that. So let's jump into our interview with TC United's Danny Chang, AJ Provost, and Trey Zelinsky uh, with James and Jake, and we'll give that a listen now. All right, we would love to welcome into the studio three Traverse City United lacrosse players. First, we have Traverse City Central's Daniel Chang. Hello. Hello, hello. And then we have Traverse City West's uh, Trey Zielinski. Hey, guys. What's up? And we also have Traverse City Central's AJ Provost. How you doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing well. So we got these three guys coming in from TC United, the second-year lacrosse program that is a co-op between Traverse City West and Traverse City Central. Uh, pretty unique dynamics. We wanted to make sure we got these guys in here. We're going to talk about lacrosse in Traverse City, uh, what it's like to be a co-op team, and how this new program has been getting started. So thank you guys for coming in, and thank you for joining the Get Around. Thank you for having us. Of course, now, just to get started off with, we are going to start with that team dynamic uh, with Traverse City West, Traverse City Central. Everybody kind of brings it up. I know we've talked about it with uh, 7-4's Harrison Beebe a couple times, and we kind of want to get in your guys' head and see what you guys think about it. This is a bit different situation than I think even you guys might have thought about when you first started wanting to play lacrosse, but it's kind of like it's out of necessity. Um, there's a big rivalry between Traverse City West and Traverse City Central. Everybody knows this. Um, I know most people know each other from the schools, but it still has a sense of pride. So first thing I want to ask you guys is just how, how is it, how's the transition been from rivals to teammates, and has it been sticky, or do you guys think it's actually the sport itself has just kind of brought everybody together? The sport definitely has brought us together. It was sticky for maybe a practice or two, but other than that, we transitioned pretty quickly. That was pretty cool. The first practice last year, you could tell the West and Central guys were separate. Like during breaks, 
But then after I see someone on, they started to mesh and talk a lot. Yeah, I'd agree, and especially like three of us, but a lot of other players have been playing together since like first grade. Yeah. And so then in middle school, we all split up. We all played together when we were younger. And then now that we're back together, it's definitely different, but it's good. Did it seem like a big old reunion then at one point? Yeah. Like an all-star team. <laughs> okay, okay, that's awesome. So um, did it ever get chippy in those first few practices? I know, especially when you guys are all trying to, you know, get out there and show who's who's the best who wants to get on the field, especially with that rivalry going on. I mean, there, it had to be kind of a, a different experience, right? Yeah, maybe a little bit of trying to get under each other's skin, yeah. but nothing too bad. There's some isolated incidents, but nothing too big. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of those isolated incidents? Oh, that sounds like, interesting. People just getting scrappy like after plays are done and stuff. Just like beef carrying over from previous years. But now we're into our second year of the program of TC United. Uh, would you guys say everybody's became, I guess, united for back of yeah. a, lack of a better term? 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do, how do you guys think that has changed your play? I know last year it, it, it was a bit of a growing process. The beginning of this year it started off a bit slow, but um, I was at that Petoskey game that we talked about before we started our interview here, and I feel like that might have been a bit of a, you know, a turning point for you guys and kind of juiced up the energy. Um, if, if you guys didn't know, that they were down 7-1 to one at halftime to Petoskey and then ripped off seven straight goals uh, to take the win. And, uh, I mean, that was a big one for you guys. But what would you say about that point in your season and what you've been able to do since then, which includes beating St. Francis? Uh, I think that was the moment in our season where we just, like, found out what we could do together and just started to give us some hope because it wasn't easy. We came out to a rough start, but after that, we just kind of we had so much fun and it just showed us all what we were waiting for pretty much. Definitely have a lot of young kids on the team. I think we have four freshmen that are starting on varsity. And so all that they've known has been, like, TC United. And they have, like, not grown up with the culture because when they were younger and watching us, it was Central and West. But, like, playing on the team, they only know United. And I think we're going to be some of the last kids that know what it's like to for Central and West to play. How different was it two years ago when you had your own teams your own separate club teams before it was officially a varsity team. How, how much of a difference is it between that and, and what you guys have with United now? I think it was very different. Like, us and West were definitely, like, the biggest two teams going at it. Like, St. Francis was always there, but it was mainly the two of us. And it was always a good game between us, but Central never lost to West, so we always had to keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> I was a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... JV beat us. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we were talking a bit about after that Petoskey game, I did mention that you guys beat San, St. Francis, and you kind of brought that up. You said, oh, they, they always kind of won. Uh, you guys got a little bit of revenge here this year. I mean, uh, what, what does it feel like, you know, now having TC West and TC Central against TC St. Francis in a sport? You know, it's, it's usually divisions are way far apart. You don't get too much. You might get a game here or there. But what is it like that, you know, the entire city of Traverse City gets to battle over the lacrosse? Yeah, that's what I thought was really cool is that this is like the one sport where all three teams are involved in one single game. So this is kind of our chance to fight for bragging rights for the rest of the year and for the summer. Mm-hmm. We definitely have like a Catholics versus conflicts um, mentality going into it. How, how big was that game just because, I mean, they came in the game with kind of a much better record. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you guys have played different teams and all that, but I mean, they had a better record. You guys were, I think, under 500, I think, at the time, but if, you know, really kind of re- rebounded after that. How big was that game for you guys? Huge. <laughs> Definitely. We played, like, a lot of good downstate teams off the bat, and to, like, come up and, like, play our crosstown rival and beat them, like, despite our record, like, that stuff was all in the window. Like, we were just thinking about that game, and we knew how important it was. Now, now you did just mention that downstate schedule, and I remember talking to your coach, Liberty Provost, uh, after that Petoskey game, and I've, I've heard a lot of things from different coaches in the area that, you know, living up in Traverse City, you do travel downstate at the beginning of the year to do these types of, you know, bigger schools, a little bit, little bit better competition in some areas, especially because there's not that many teams up here. How much do you guys think that has benefited your team uh, making those trips, not, not even just for camaraderie, but, you know, playing those types of teams early in the season and kind of taking your lumps? Uh, definitely a lot to get the competition up. That's a big difference between when we were a club team. We didn't get, we didn't face a lot of teams that would just, that were like, well-oiled machines and knew what they were doing with lacrosse. Like, a lot of these downstate teams have been really good, and that's good for us, just to force us to improve pretty much. In a little better weather. Yeah, that too. <laughs>
Now, uh, this is only the second year of the TC United program. Uh, all, all three of you gentlemen have been part of it since it started. Uh, what has it been like kind of forging the new way with the program? And I guess everything you do is kind of set in the record books, you know, f- for you guys. What, what is it like being the trailblazers of a, of a sport at a, at a high school or even two, really? It's kind of cool because you're like the foundation. You're the beginning of this, you know, like when you come back after you graduate and you see them playing, it's like you knew you built that and helped make it. Yeah, and it's fun that we got to experience before and after. Like for AJ and I as seniors, we had two years of Thunder Squirrels and two years of United, which is pretty cool to be able to like have an even amount of both. Especially being on the last Thunder Squirrels team, which for so many years, like they went undefeated one year and they won the championship multiple years in a row. And then going from that to like not really a rebuilding year, but like just a completely different system. It was definitely cool to see the transition. And then you get the Thunder Squirrels jersey over there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't actually say squirrels on it, though. It just says thunder. Yeah, the squirrels wasn't vintage. always included. <laughs> I know a lot of times we just said thunder because yeah. when we did the, in the way we do the prep roundups, we couldn't fit thunder squirrels mm-hmm. in there. <laughs> now, when you guys decide to play lacrosse as your sport, uh, you know, that's not the most popular sport in America, but it has been growing. As you guys have grown up, it has basically caught up on a meteoric, meteoric rise with you guys. Um, a, as you age, lacrosse gets more and more popular, and you guys are part of that movement, bringing it into different schools. Uh, how early on in life did you guys, you know, find a love for it, and, and how have you grown with lacrosse? Well, for me, my dad was from the East Coast, so I grew up, like, knowing I was going to play lacrosse and watching my brother play and just waiting till I got to play. So right when I was able to start in first grade in the youth program, I just, I knew it was, like, my favorite sport, and it was always, everything else was always second. Yeah, my cousins, one summer, they, they're from the East Coast. They brought their lacrosse sticks for, like, a week. Me and my brother fell in love then. He played. I had to wait a year till first grade, but it was okay. just awesome seeing him play, and I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. It was the same with me. My dad was also from the East Coast, and then when he moved back here, he like he sort of founded like the youth, uh, I don't know to call it the youth program, and I played ever since first grade. And like every spring, it's just been strictly lacrosse based. Whether it's watching like the varsity games or playing my own like first grade games. So, so everybody, everybody's family's from the East Coast. It seems like there's a pretty common denominator there. I mean, it, it, that is where it started, mm-hmm. um, and where it is the most prevalent, especially you know, uh, right, right out there. And um, what, what could you say about the culture nationwide? And what, what, do you, what do you guys view lacrosse, lacrosse's future as? Well, it's definitely spreading. Like once, I think once Denver won that national championship, I think that was like a pretty big turning point, as it just shows how far. West, the game's grown, and then that they're good enough to win and be the best college team in the whole country. And then I just think it's going to just spread more and more because as people discover it and figure out how fun it is, I feel like it's just as exciting of a sport that you can get and as fast, and it just takes so much skill. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't hinder you to be small. That's why I've I've always loved lacrosse more than basketball because it just it didn't stop me at all, really. Either you guys wanna mm, I just hope, that one? I hope it continues to grow. Like obviously football is the main thing in Traverse City. Um, but I mean I've heard where lacrosse is just as big as football on the East Coast and I think it would be awesome if like they had equal competition all across the nation. Yeah, what is it about the East Coast that it's so much bigger there? than in other areas of the country. Well, yeah, I think part of it is just that they're, like, affluent, and lacrosse does have a pretty good... I mean, there's a lot of equipment to buy. It's not the same as just picking up a football and just going, or a basketball, but I think that if people... If the youth program is able to provide people access to equipment the same way they do with football, then people will just, like, have more access to it. Mm-hmm kind of like hockey in that way and the, yeah you know people view that as kind of a, a sport not necessarily for rich kids but I mean you got to have some money to get in that sport because there's there's some definite equipment you got to buy mm-hmm. yeah plus it's just always been big among like Ivy League and stuff mm-hmm. like that those have always been the best like colleges for lacrosse have been on the east coast so I don't really know what caused what but 
I'm mm-hmm. sure that I'm sure there's an inter- intermingling of just prevalence, seeing good teams. That's how normally how it works. I mean that that's how a lot of kids get into basketball or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. growing up, I remember when the when the Tigers and the and the Lions and everybody actually had some semblance of being good. So <laughs> it got me into it all, but. Uh, it's kept me there. Now, uh, I did want to ask uh, Danny over here. Uh, we, we just talked. You did just tear your ACL and your MCL about a week ago. So, obviously, you'll be done for this season. But uh, w- what is it like, you know, having part of part of that last year, you know, getting into it all and then kind of having to take a step back and just root for your team from the sidelines? Well, it's definitely not a good feeling. Like, I want to be out there playing with my team more than anything else and every day watching them. All I want to do is play and help them win, especially watching them lose by one point. I just felt like maybe just I could have helped just enough to get us the win the other night. But also at the same time, I think it's important. And as a senior, I have a lot of advice to give the younger kids and just make sure that that they appreciate all the time they have that they can play lacrosse because it's definitely not forever, and you never know when your last game is. I think that's one of the most more beautiful things about high school sports is that is that it does all hang like that, and that's why every game matters, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. We're going to jump into the Freaky Fast Five. <coughs> Just some five lighthearted, quick-fire questions. James will rip them off to you guys. They should all be pretty easy. Uh, give us the first thing that pops in your head. They're usually the funniest. So. Yeah. so what villain do you really feel for and why? Like in a movie. Or a TV show. Yeah. Maybe it's one of your teammates. <laughs> Voldemort. Because he's, I don't know, he's a strong villain. He's <laughs> pretty ugly, I feel for him. He ain't got a nose. That's a good one. I feel for the man if he ain't got a nose. He's unstoppable. <laughs> you said we can't do a teammate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to, yeah. yeah. If you think hey. one of your teammates is a villain, me and Owen, we've been battling since we're young. He's yeah. always been the goalie stopping my shots. And you feel for him because you yeah. punch him with balls all the time. Yeah, sucks. I feel bad when I hit him. <laughs> I would probably say Thanos from uh, the Avengers series, mainly because his like goal was just to bring back the quality, or not necessarily quality, but make sure that everyone was like doing well on all the planets, and, like, he had to do some bad things to achieve it, but his goal was to make everything better. Uh, what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn? Pink bunny onesie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can, okay, and why was that? It was a, it was a basketball game. Okay. Just a theme night for a basketball game? Yeah, it was okay. pink out. <laughs> uh, probably Halloween. It was one of those skin-tight outfits More back suit. in elementary. Yeah. Mm. Might probably be ripped pants in school day. Ripped pants in school day. <laughs> yeah. What company or franchise do you wish would go out of business? Specifically in Traverse City? Or, or just in no, general? No, general. anything. It could be anywhere. Is there a company or a franchise that you hate? Nestle. <laughs> Stealing all of our water? Yep. Yeah, I could deal with that. <laughs> I'm not a big Burger King fan. Like, I could just straight up live yeah. without Burger King. So, like, if they closed, it wouldn't hurt me at all. Yeah, I mean, just, dude, Wendy's brought their spicy chicken nuggets back today because they got 2 million likes on a tweet last night. And they're bringing them back, so Burger King's back in the hole. They don't have anything on anybody. Mm-hmm. Whopper's way better than a Big Mac. I don't care about those. Big Mac's Who eats on, those? Big Mac's just a messy piece of junk. <laughs> okay, next question. Oh, we, oh yeah, no, what restaurant are we, gotta, we, we closing? Gotta go, we gotta go around. Yeah. Uh, I'm a McDonald's guy, so probably Burger King would bother me. Oh, much. man. Yeah. Well, I prefer Qdoba over Chipotle, just so I wouldn't mind if Chipotle was gone. <laughs> okay. All the haters would disappear. Yeah. All right, what is your uh, your favorite and least favorite condiment? Mm, my favorite condiment is probably honey mustard. And my least favorite is mayo in excess. I like excess I like a little mayo. mayo, but too much, I'd rather just not eat mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my least favorite is mustard, and then probably my favorite, ranch. 
I'd say ranch is also my favorite, and I think relish would be my least favorite. If you are on an island and could only bring three things, what would you bring? I thought these questions were going to be lighthearted. James picked some really, really in-depth ones. <laughs> oh, these are pretty lighthearted, though. Nothing serious. Oh, it's not that, it's not that anything serious. you got to think about this. This is life and death here, James. St stuck on a stranded island, you get three things. You're not actually going to be stuck on a stranded island or on an island. According to the question, we are. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. We're not going to really do this, so you could just say, "You want eggs." <laughs> I'll bring a fishing rod, a machete, and a boat. <laughs> All right, he's thinking. An axe, a pan, cook some water, and then. A flare. Try and get saved. A flare, yeah. It's not a bad idea. Get some way out. Uh, I'd probably bring a water purifier, a fishing pole, and like a global radio. Yeah. Satellite phone or something. Right. Yeah. Very practical. <laughs> an airline. <laughs> yeah. A private jet. Helicopter. <laughs> oh, I needed some sunscreen, a towel, and my swimming suit. Be on the beach all day long. A helicopter and a manual on how to fly the friggin' helicopter. I wouldn't even want one. Thank you guys. Thank you very much for joining us here at the Get Around. Uh, we appreciate you having. Once again, we got Traverse City Central's Danny Chang, AJ Provost, and Traverse City West's Trey Zielinski. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season with TC United. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Another big thank you to Danny Chang, AJ Provost, and Trey Zielinski for joining episode 80 of the Get Around Podcast. That conversation brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Ask Tweet of the Week time. And um, anybody who follows the uh, former quarterback of Sutton's Bay, Jack Pash, on Twitter knows that he can be pretty funny. And... Um, you know, I don't know where he comes up with half of this stuff. But, well, as of this recording, 17 hours ago, he uh, simply tweeted, Imagine dating a girl whose favorite Pokemon is War Turtle. I don't know what makes you have that thought in your head. Uh, well, at least it's not like Snorlax. <laughs> what a useless Pokemon. Just block the road. Okay. Put you to sleep. <clears throat> I guess so. I do Jigglypuff. Do, do, do you use um, dating apps? No. Oh, you don't. No, I have, okay. but I, I don't. I know James and I don't use dating. Yeah, apps, no, I, so. I, I have, <laughs> I have, but I you, don't. You were my, you were my test dummy here. I was yeah. gonna say, if I like, do, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, you know, if if every if in the bio, if everybody had to list their favorite Pokemon, would I judge them upon which, it? Well, which ones would you judge them upon having listed as their favorite? Because apparently Jack does not like Wartortle. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, Snorlax is a good one. Probably Porygon. I mean, doesn't have a personality whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so I just immediately that projected onto a person. Uh, I don't know. Some of the some of the. Evolved forms are the ones, or Exutor, that's the one. If Exutor is in your bio, it's over with with me. Put the, Get those eggs out of here. Uh, is there any more? Uh, I mean, I would be questionable if somebody put, like, Mewtwo, because, like, he is, like, the only evil Pokemon. And kind of what's going on in your head. Uh, I mean, there could be a lot of different meanings from this. I mean... I mean, what's your guys' favorite Pokemon? I feel like you're putting way too much thought into this. <laughs> I'm just, that's why I'm just letting him roll because there's no way I could have carried on by myself for that long. I'm just running through uh, like 150 here. I mean, like Jigglypuff would be pretty. But cool what if to you have. go to like? Don't they go to like 800 now? Oh, I only know the original 150 plus some of the Lugia and and yeah. some some of the second gen from Silver and Gold. That's but, where I was at too. Yeah, I think I got to like 12 or 13. They added like an extra 300 Pokemon, and I was like, peace. I'm out, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely different things. He brings that up. There's definitely different things that you could, like, take from that. I don't know what it would be. It would all just be assumptions that you would make about somebody. Um, but, I mean, like, my favorite is Charmander, man. Always mm -hmm. has been, always will be. And I'm not some Charmeleon or Charizard type of dude. Like, like the, the, I like the Charmander. Base. Yeah, like, so, I mean, like, always has been. Always. I got a letter to Santa Claus from kindergarten 
that said, yo, man, my favorite Pokemon is Charmander. Santa Claus wrote back and told me that was his favorite, too. So Aww. it was hype, dog. It was so hype. But <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Santa lives in the North Pole, but his favorite Pokemon's a fire Pokemon. <laughs> Gotta stay warm, man. That tail keeps you going. But, I mean, if you're asking me if I could date a girl whose favorite Pokemon was War Turtle, I think I would say yes. But there are some other Pokemon I might be questionable towards. How about you, James? <laughs> I'm going to pass. <laughs> I mean, what's Cena's favorite Pokemon? We don't do the Pokemon <laughs> shit, man. That is just, that's just not our thing at all. <laughs> I wonder why, but... I mean... No one, nothing. No, I don't he, he, was which, a, he was a which, comic book which one, Yeah, which one does Ryan Reynolds do the voice for in the new Pikachu <laughs> movie? Pikachu, Pikachu yeah. That's the only one I know of. That's Detective Pikachu. And please do not base your your predispositions on Pokemon on Ryan Reynolds' rendition of Detective Pikachu. I can only imagine his... I'm not going to lie. I thought the trailer looked funny. Yeah, but I, the trailer no does way. look funny. It can't be savory. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, you got a favorite Pokemon? Uh, I mean, I know you play Pokemon Go. I like uh, I like Dragonite. Dragonite? Yeah. This is a chubby dragon. Onyx is a pretty cool one. But I feel like if that was your favorite, once again, then you're just Brock. <laughs> This reminds me. Uh, yeah, who, who's your favorite? Yeah. Just takes you back to what your gym leader is. I'm Lieutenant Surge. Hmm. Yeah. Man, I gotta play some Pokemon Puzzles <laughs> soon. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh man. I could name all the Pokemon gym leaders if you want. Dude, speaking Probably of that, it's funny though because on this trip home, <laughs> so my little my little nephews are super into Pokemon now, and uh, I went over to their house and he had his cards out. I was like, oh, I bet, like, I think they're still in the attic somewhere at my yeah. mom's house. So I go looking, and the attic is a mess. It's a disaster. And I'm like, well, maybe it, like, okay, so the fun, I'm going to try to make this a short story. But <laughs> my memory from my childhood was that I had the cards in this green binder. So I'm looking for this for green, green binder. And I can't find the freaking thing. I'm like, where is the green binder? And finally I asked my mom. I was like, hey, I wanted to show Nate uh, my old cards. Do you, do you like, know if they're around? Yeah, she's like, oh, well, uh, I was cleaning in there not too long ago, and I came across this tin, and I don't even know if they were Pokemon cards, but I just threw them away. I need to get rid of some junk. I was like, Mom! God. Not only could you show <laughs> off Five minutes your, ago, yeah. I didn't care about them, but how could you throw them away? Yeah, not only could you show them off to your little nephew or whatever, <laughs> but... Man, who knows what was in there. <laughs> but so then, so I keep looking, keep looking. Uh, I ended up helping my mom kind of clean up the attic uh, a bit in search of these, and I still haven't found them. And I'm like, did she, she seriously, she seriously threw them away. She's like, did you check in your room? I was like, mom, you just had me clean out those drawers the last time I was home. I know they're not in there. She's like, well, we're going to go look. Because I, I had this memory of this green binder, and she's like, I know I didn't throw a green binder away. And so then I'm thinking, well, maybe I maybe, took, maybe I took them out of the binder okay. and forgot, and, they, and then I put them in this tin that she threw away. And uh, so she just starts digging in these drawers, and at one point I was buying the Topps football collector sets every year. Um, and I guess when I, because I had gone through those drawers not, I don't know, in the last year or two, but I guess I never opened them. I just thought they were the football cards in them. The Pokemon cards were, okay. were, were in there. But she's like, I'm getting you a green binder for Christmas <laughs> because here you looking Not, for this green binder. <clears throat> Did you get to show them off? No, I didn't even take them out of the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe next time. Yeah. Well, that would have been the other thing is I was hoping they were still in the binder because then it's you know would have been oh, easy yeah. for me to... But I didn't want... You know, they're just loose in that, you know, oh, yeah. you know how car, those card sheet, boxes yeah. are stacked, and I didn't want them just getting dumped out and whatever, so I was like, yeah, he can look at them another time. I, I, you know, it's funny, I know exactly where my Pokemon cards are to this day. They are in a Anakin Skywalker Star Wars backpack in two see-through blue binders that are Pokemon they zip up. All right. Probably got like next time you go home, each. you bring them. Next time I go home, I'll get them, and we'll battle it out at the Record Ego Podcast I don't studio. even think I've ever played those cards. We'll battle live on episode yeah. 100 of the Get Around, and that is, that, I, I that'll, get the the pe- that'll get the people going. I can bring the audience. Yeah, I bet you people are really <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> hey, 
Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I want to be the very best. Oh, man. And no one ever was. <laughs> well, thank you, Jack Pash, for that beautiful tangent into our childhood past. And James is just going over here like, what the are these people doing? Oh. The Pokemans? <laughs> you and your dang Pokemans. You have homework for next week. You got to go home and you and Cena have to decide what your favorite Pokemon is. Or at least watch Pokemon nope. the movie. Hard that was pass. A, watch Pokemon the movie from like the year 2003. <laughs> that was like a landmark moment in my childhood. All right, let's get into this week's uh, rendition of, of the <laughs> Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Did you say moose? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Got a few deserving candidates from the course of this past week. I'm going to throw mine out there first, and that's uh, he's, he's been a candidate before. Maybe we'll get him in this week. Maybe we won't. Trevor City, St. Francis, Lacrosse, Henry Carroll. He had four goals, two assists, and a win against Petoskey, and then three goals and two assists in a win against Holland West Ottawa. So leading the Glads to a pair of victories and putting up a lot of points in the process. That's my candidate. James? Uh, we're going to put out uh, Natalie Bigley from Frankfurt there. Um, she had just a huge game in that doubleheader against Glen Lake. Uh, started the game off with a solo home run and then finished it off with a two-run walk-off. Drove in four runs in that game. Was a winning pitcher in both games. Mm. That doubleheader Give as well. Give them a feeling that, this is gonna be, that she's going to be tough to beat. It's going to be tough. So, Yeah, that was a big day by Bigley. Let's see what I did there. Anyways. You're not allowed to be the punny guy. You're right. Bad, uh, bad pun of the day brought to you by Jimmy Johns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's going to be somebody who I believe made it in last year uh, in the spring season, but whole new year, whole new him. Not quite. He's doing the same thing as he was, but brethren's Jake Riggs. Been a heck of a pitcher so far this year. Just last week, he had two wins from the circle. Actually, it was three wins from the circle, but in these two wins. from the mound. Or, yeah. <clears throat> he had two wins from the mound. Uh, last week in two extremely impressive performances and a 10-1 victory over Bear Lake. He pitched 3.2 innings, which is 11 batters, struck out 10 of them. So only one guy even made it out of the batter's box uh, with, without having to put his head down. And then over the weekend against Whitmore Prescott, he threw six innings, had 14 Ks, only allowed two hits. So 24 Ks in two games last week. That's almost enough to strike out an entire game. Solid. All right, I'm going to vote Bigley. Yeah, in the, in the rivalry, it was a big game. Doubleheader, two wins, start to finish. It's a leadoff home run and a walkoff home yeah. run and the win from the circle. Yeah. I mean, that's... Okay, and against Glen Lake. A, a Glen team, Lake's got a, some... It's a team game, but that's a... And that led them to the sweep of Glen Lake. Oh. Yeah, so two wins. So, I mean, you can't ask for much more out of one player in a day. Yeah, that's probably... A, a, about as much as you can do in one day. Yeah. All right, congrats, Natalie. You are the latest member inducted into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Tell your friends. All right, well, this episode, I think, is probably stretching a little long at this point, so you are one of our favorite Audible viewers if you're still listening as we head to this week's trifecta. The uh, <coughs> best woulda, coulda, shouldas in sports, or maybe just best woulda, coulda, shouldas in our sports memories James, I'll let you uh, take off on this one to start. Uh, you know, there's a big, there's a long-standing uh, hatred between me and NFL referees. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this isn't the, this is not the Packers face mask, though. No, but this is the this Dallas is 2015. Cowboys. Yeah, I knew. Lions, it. Cowboys. That pass interference on your yeah, linebacker. How do you, yeah, how do you? How, not only is co- the the Cowboys linebacker. Oh yeah. yeah. They called pass interference on him and then talked about it and then decided it wasn't pass interference. After the game. No, they, no, they, they reversed the it. Yeah, they no, reversed no, no, it. Yeah, no. Like, he didn't even look at the ball. No, he just uh, totally I, ran him over. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. I just remember, like, hands up, looking at the end zone, and the ball's getting thrown at the back of his head. Yeah, I mean, it was completely pass interference. Yeah. yeah. Never made a play on the ball, never did anything. Nope. So you're still – I remember you wrote a I'm column still, about this. About you're – the Lions would have that playoff win if not for that call. Pretty much. I mean, they were ahead. They were ahead by three or four at the time. It would have put them in position to at least get a field goal of that. It was already in the fourth quarter. 
Um, as it was, they ended up having to punt. Dallas goes down, scores the winning touchdown. Man, it's I just it's so pathetic that it's that that <laughs> meaningful just to win a playoff game, just to win. I get out of the first round. Sorry, guys. Sorry. What's yours? Uh, I'm gonna stick with the NFL, and this one just kind of popped into my head from my childhood a little bit because back when I had a second favorite NFL team was the Titans, Steve McNair, Super Bowl 34, Kevin Dyson reaching out, tackled at the one on the last play of the game. That was, uh, I mean, that's all anybody ever said after that game was that, you know, they didn't lose the Super Bowl, they lost by a yard. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it, yeah, that was a that was a fantastic game, and and Steve McNair let him down the field, and just just that much, that short, and you could have had uh, could have the Titans holding the Super Bowl trophy instead of Kurt Warner. Hey, Kurt Warner quality, quality. Who knows? Maybe Kurt Warner doesn't uh, go on to the career he has if if they don't win that Super Bowl. You never know. Should have had a second one with the Cardinals. There's another coulda woulda shoulda for you. Yeah. I have a couple I I could bring up. Freaking rough. I'm just gonna roll a couple out there before I go with mine because the one that the one that I'm going to bring up just because it is my biggest one. We have I have actually talked about on this podcast before, uh, but both the times the Tigers made it to the World Series in the last ten years were such big woulda coulda shouldas, and then they both got swept. It was like oh man, like 2012 with that pitching staff. Talk about woulda coulda shoulda. They, that was a World Series team, uh, but the, the biggest one for me is. Also in that dreaded year of 2015, when Michigan State fell to Middle Tennessee in that first round, they were by far and away the favorites to win it all. Betting odds favorites, bracket odds favorites, everybody had everybody doing it. Literally ran into the hottest three-pointing shooting team literally like ever in a game. They shot like seven. They shot like 71% from three-pointer, and they shot like 23 of them. You didn't see Powers North Central against Buckley a couple years ago. No, I did not. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, just run, yeah, running, into that, running into that, uh, that buzzsaw that was Middle Tennessee State. I mean, that, that's the only thing is they played the next game and couldn't make a shot. You know, like they, it was just a day for them. So the woulda, coulda, shoulda, I do think – I mean, that team was wild back then, so. So you can find us on Facebook, at TCRE Sports. Uh, same as Twitter. Uh, they're James Cook, at James Cook 14 Jake Atnip, at Jake Atnip. And I'm Brett Summers, at BA Sports Writer. Let us know your best <laughs> or favorite or least favorite, your most mournful, the coulda, woulda, shoulda that still keeps you up at night 30 years later. James is going to be an old man someday, and he's still going to be thinking about that Cowboys. Because they're still not going to have a playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Uh, I hope, I mean, even even though I don't really care about the Lions, I hope that's not the case for you guys. It'd be uh, nice. You, you'll, get, you'll get one. Yeah, I, you probably have to get a new quarterback first, but you'll yeah, get one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, all right, this has been Episode 80 of the Get Around Podcast. Have a good one. <laughs>